Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. Happy Monday. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. Apologies for missing the Friday pod. Uh, you know, Gordon, pre-planned absent. He went to Atlanta. I had two kids sick. I can do the pod with one kid sick. I'm not good enough. To do it. It's two kids sick. I can't do it. Can't pull it off. Too much coordination. So we took all those stories from Friday, moved them today. What were all those stories from Friday? There weren't that many anyway. So there was two, added them to three, and and then here we are. So shout out everybody watching live in the chat. Uh, Tampa Eagle, you did not miss the Friday pod. Cameron, appreciate that you're liking the new music. We got music now, Gordon. Uh, Beef Boy, third in the chat. Dustin says, over, under, on how long it takes Gordon to say either Embiid or LeBron. Well, I got news for you, Dustin. He's not going to talk about either of those things, mostly because the Sixers lost to my Spurs. But you're on cloud nine with other Philadelphia sports. Basketball season has not started yet. It's still in <laughs> preseason mode. Basketball season starts Thanksgiving, according to me. Uh, and the rest of the city of Philadelphia, because my Phillies are in the World Series, mm-hmm. and they're facing the Astros. America's Phillies, you should America's say. America's Phillies, because no one wants the Astros nope. to win nope. the World Series. We all know why, because they cheat, and the Phillies don't. We just have Bryce Harper and the greatest lineup of all time, and it's been euphoric. And I want to tell – so I was I was a bachelor party in Atlanta this yeah. past weekend. I was with half the bachelor party. We lost. get it. You have friends. Well, half the, the party was all San Diego fans because mm. the bachelor, all six of them. Yeah, they're all yeah, all six of them were there. They were talking a lot of shit during that weekend. I beat them in game three. We beat them in game four. Game five, I was about to get on a plane, and I knew it was bad because my flight was at five twenty. Game started at two thirty. I was like eighth, ninth inning is gonna be when I'm boarding. Yep, not good. I was watching it on my laptop while waiting. I was the last one to board a plane because I was like, I'm not closing this laptop until I can get on the plane. I then switch it to like I'm watching on an illegal feed on my phone, and then because I don't have YouTube TV password whatever. Yeah, yeah. I get on, sit on the plane, and I'm watching the video, and then it goes out. So I'm like, all right, now I got to resort to ESPN Gamecasts, which is just refreshing stat pages, watching watching dot the, the dot whether it's a oh! strike or ball, right? And Bryce Harper's at bat, it's bottom of the eighth, and I see the home run happen on Gamecast. You watched the little dot. I watched dot. the dot, and then it was like explosions of graphics. Ooh, okay. No audio, right? So I'm just watching it. And I'm freaking out. On a I plane. I scream on the plane. We're still on the tarmac. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I start shaking. Yeah, yeah. Because we just went up 4-3. The guy next to me, he has a Penn State shirt on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Penn State? He must be a Phillies fan. Yeah. So I'm going to celebrate with this guy. He was not on the same page <laughs> with celebrating with me. Because I tapped him and i was like dude look 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 and i started freaking out and he was not happy no he was very upset that i was bothering him uh but i was not upset because that's was in, when you got asked to leave the plane i did not get asked to leave the plane but i was like clearly no one else knows what is going on in the world right now because we're in atlanta they're all Braves fans probably whatever and uh so i freak out and so i'm like all right now ninth inning right mm-hmm. i gotta see if we win top of the ninth I'm still following Gamecast, but now the plane is starting to move. Yeah, okay. And we take off. Yeah. Now the internet connection is going lower and lower, right? Because yeah. as high as you go, you start losing your – Got to pay for that internet. You, I never use freaking airplane mode. Come on. Yeah. I'm not – my phone is not going to take down a, a 747 <laughs> Boeing airplane, whatever. Uh, so I'm go, we're going off. I'm losing connection. Mm. The refresh rate it gets slower and slower, and it goes out. Right before the final out. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. I knew there was two men on. 
I knew there was two outs. Yeah. Oh, I can. He popped up. But I had no idea if it actually worked. And I just refreshed and nothing happened. And then I had to wait three hours. Oh, you didn't know for three hours? No. <laughs> That's a weird feeling. And then I landed and I quickly refreshed. What was your then, feeling, though? I mean, I was like, there's no way. That would be the worst. I mean, at least I wouldn't have to witness the, the collapse, but there's yeah. no way they were not. So I land, I see, I get a bunch of text messages from people on me all responding like three hours later. I got your holy shit text. You know, that was great. It was great. But that was that was for the, the Harper ha- one. Har- Harper yeah. home run. The yeah. connections was really bad. I wasn't getting text yeah. messages. I was just only. I'm enjoying this. You and I are never on sync in sync in sports. So it's like one of the rare times. So I'm going to enjoy it. But congrats to you. Yes, the Phillies. Again, America is behind you guys. As I mentioned pre-pod, the Eagles saved us from the Patriots a few years ago. It's kind of an interesting turn of fate that, again, we turn to. It's a Phillies podcast for the next two weeks. Yeah. That well, and track and field. Phillies, just in general. Phillies, Phillies, Phillies. Who is the fastest Philadelphia Philly? Well, if they I were running see, a race. So I don't know if we have this. They timed Bryce Harper's home run trot, and the caption said, if it seems like it took forever, it did. I think it was 31 seconds around the bases. I think it took him 11 seconds just to get to first. So there is a track tie-in, a speed tie-in here. I have always thought about... I would take even longer for the record. I what is the distance around the plate, around the bases? It's 90 feet, right? Yeah. So it's 180 plus 180. So 360 feet, which is what? May, In meters. Uh, three, uh, so it's 30 yards between the bases. So. Yeah, 90 feet. What's 360 feet? In meters. Uh, 360 feet to meters. 109 meters. So it's like a 110 hurdle. Yeah, he did it in 30 seconds. Okay. No Grant, hurdles, though. No hurdles. But he had to turn. He had to turn. How fast could Grant Holloway run the bases? He's used to 110 meters. Mm. There's kind of a little bit of a hurdle when you have to step, step on the bags. Yeah, but you get a little bounce from it. Yeah. But you got a corner correctly. I don't know who's the... There's not that many inside the park home runs. Yeah. It was the fastest timed at it. Well, when Harper, if you look at his trot again, when he gets to third, he really slows down. Like he, he took it at like a hard, a hard 90 degree angle. So look up fastest time around the bases. So 13.3 seconds. Someone did it. Who? In 1932. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) Evar Swanson in 1932 ran around the bases in 13.3 seconds. If you round it properly, you're not running. The full distance, though, correct? You're running more no matter what because you're not doing sharp angles. Well, I know, but you can cur- you round it off, too. All right, here. Andrew McCutcheon. Okay, okay this hold one. on. This is the fact. It says D. Gordon, who was really fast, 13.89. And they're saying someone in 1932 ran faster? 13.3. Did they have illegal shoes back then? It's according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay. 13 sounds about right. I think Grant I mean, Holly could go Who faster. would be the best track athlete to run around the bases? I mean, it's not Coleman or... Curly, because they're probably and, not have, they're not good. It has to be a good two hundred meter runner. So yeah, probably you like Noel Lyles. You got a really corner. I think Lyles could be. Good. I almost feel like you want someone shorter too, but that like lower center of mass to turn quicker. Like you want like an indoor two hundred person. Indoor two hundred. So like a Eli Hall. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe they'd be even better. Or maybe I'm just biased because it feels like all the fast people in baseball are short. So I'm just yeah. thinking that that would be the case with maybe bowling. Maybe bowling should try out for the Georgia baseball team. Be a pinch runner. Yeah. I've long said that they should just get track athletes to just be pinch runners. Pinch runners. Just you're never going to play, but you're going to be so much faster than everybody. Because when you, there's a fast person, they make said so they change the entire geometry. If of the you're game. a, like, 
if we just give Trayvon Bromel a bat and say bunt every time, he's going to get on base, right? Well, you got to be good at bunting, but you could get he's getting there a lot quicker. Like that might be like a little bit of a money ball way of like, hey, just find a track athlete, tell him to lead off bunt. It definitely would work in high school, and you're in. Yeah, you're done. If you had a extremely fast high school hundred meter person, same season as track though, but I don't know. But those guys are real quick to first. Catcher gets it, scoops it up. So it's still a long way to go. No, if you have a good bunt, you could you could make it to first. Every well, you got to be – yeah, you have to be really good. You have to be just as good with your bunt placement as you are fast, right? You need to be good with both I those skills. I think Trayvon Bromel needs to be on the 26-man World Series roster for Philadelphia. Phillies. Or you know who else is on a practice squad out in Philly? Devin Allen. That's what they should do. Devin Allen, you could win the World Series and a Super Bowl <laughs> in the same season – That'll be hell. They need to get Devin Allen on the roster. And then It'd come... be a good experiment. Like, why hasn't the baseball team even like thought about it? Like, has there ever been like a? I think we talked about this. There has been a javelin thrower who yeah. tried out for yeah. baseball, but yeah. why hasn't there been like an elite sprinter who can just bunt and get on base? And it's like, well, if they knew he was bunting, wouldn't they just move everybody really close? Then what do you do? Ban the shift. You got to ban the shift. They ban the shift. They're banning it. the shift. You can figure it out. Judson says Willie Mays Hayes can run the bases. Major League, great movie. Uh... Yeah, you just move everybody in then. They have to ha- be good at, at least decent at hitting. That's well, then the problem. Put, okay. It takes too much time. Then you have them be a pinch runner and they are able to steal it seconds. It would work one time. They can steal second, steal third. It would work one time. You can get someone on third off a single because they could just steal bases. It would be funny though. So say in this magical world, they do sign Devin Allen to a contract right now, which I don't even think is legal. We can make it. Like how far would the Astros move in? So he's, he's up to bat, his first bat. And it's very clear he's never played baseball anymore. <laughs> but he's been taught this one skill. Yeah. Like, how close can you get? Because that's how... That's it would be like... <laughs> it would be like 10 feet away from him. Yeah. The ball would be like whizzing But then he, he, he fakes him out and just boops it over them. And then he just... But see, that's hard. The bo- That part is very hard. Even the bunting has got to be very hard when they're throwing 100 yeah. miles an hour. It's not easy. It's not easy. But I'm with you on the pinch running. No reason. You can yeah. just run. Teach him to run. Teach him to run. Hit the angle. I like the... I like the Lyles pick. The bowling pick would be good. Eli Hall. Yeah, we need the we need we need the track and field community to come together to defeat the Astros. Like that's all I'm asking for. Yeah. So this see. is a call to all the track. You know what? You don't even have to be Noah Lyles or Trayvon Bromel level. Like I'm willing to take Division One track athlete. Sure. You know, hell, Division Three. You can run a a ten two hundred. Oh, if you run a ten two hundred and you get. On a baseball field, you're going to look like Bolt out yeah. there. So, like, let's go. Philadelphia, I mean, Temple's got a track team. LaSalle, yeah. let's find someone. Penn? The Penn. Smart guys. They know, you know, the analytics. They know when to no, just when run. To, just run. Just run. No analytics required. Steal a bunch of bases. Let's do it. So, I was watching a minor league game, and people who know baseball already know this, and I was watching the first base coach had a stopwatch, and I was like, wait, why does he have that? And then someone who knew about baseball was telling me, it's a math equation. They're just timing the pitcher delivery and they know how fast their guy goes so then they know if they're going to be able to steal yeah that math equation gets a whole lot simpler if you have <laughs> Devin Trayvon Allen on first Bromel or Trayvon Dev- Dev- like literally like digging in like they don't even need to do a late leadoff like no leadoff is yeah. necessary they're like, you're ready just, you're and go, go. yeah right, on second and they could steal home and a leadoff would be even quicker I did see a video who was it who stole home Jameis Winston in, in like a high school all-star game, I want to say, stole home. And it wasn't even like that crazy of like a wild pitcher or anything like that. He just was pretty damn fast. I don't know. Yeah. All right. 
Good preamble to the show. Yes. You ready to get into this now? We'll save the baseball talk for the top of every podcast for the next two weeks. It could, it could get bad around here, guys. It could get very dark. All right, I wanted to run through a couple results. Then there's a bunch of doping news that we can talk about. Look at what's going on with some top 400-meter hurdlers, some men's 400-meter hurdlers. So check right. in on their social media pages, see what's going on with them. And then um, Ashton Kutcher's running New York City Marathon. We can talk about that if you want. But let's start with Valencia. So you had Keep It Walk Candy come back to the, to the site of his world record. He destroyed again, 58-10. Weather was a little hot. Beats Kajelka, who I don't even know. Like, is Kajelka 5K, 10K, half marathon? He's floating. Or he's always in the mix in every single. Did he? Is this his first half marathon? Yeah, I think it's his debut. Yeah, yeah. So solid run for Candy off of, you know, his best time and not not in the fifty sevens, which is now the standard for half marathoning, but pretty dang good. Uh, so Ben Flanagan get the Canadian record, and then over on the women's side of things, Coco Constance Klosterhoffen runs sixty five forty one. Didn't get the German record, but gets the win and runs sixty five, which. You know, right now it's just the cost of admission, basically. If you're going to be competitive in a major half marathon, or if you have designs on moving up to the marathon, that is where you need to be. I don't think she's moving up to the marathon anytime soon. This is more of long distance work for her, but 65 is just, I mean, you can see the depth there if you're watching 65, 41, 65, 45, and then a bunch of low 66s. It's just so fast right now in the, in the half and in Valencia, especially. Yeah, I'll be interested to see. What Klosterhoffen's 2023 plans are. Um, she's kind of had a little bit of up and down career. She was, you know, really good. And then she's kind of fallen off. Then she's kind of been a little consistent in the middle. But now, I mean, 105-41 debut. That's it's no joke. And we'll see if she decides to stay on the track or, mm -hmm. I mean, now the thing is going to the roads. It's like scary. It's like, do you yeah. want to get in yeah. the mix with all the, the greatest that ever do it? So you, I've, sometimes you're like, oh, the track is harder than the roads. But in this situation, the roads might be harder than the track. I mean, this wouldn't be a track and field podcast, though, to talk about what I think is the headline coming out of this race. Mm. Edward Cheserek coming to ninth. King Chez. Does this one, make you rethink the Bowerman? 100-13. 60 flat, basically. I'm rounding that down to 60 flat. Cheserek, he's yet to run a marathon, right? Mm-hmm. What could <laughs> unless he did one when we weren't paying attention? I mean, Cheserek's kinda you know, obviously we know what he did in college, right? All of his titles at Oregon. He was, he ran a few good five Ks post Oregon, but it's kind of been not in the mix with really any relevancy at the international stage. Yeah. He's always dealing with a citizenship issue. Would he run for Kenya? Would he run for US? Never got that US citizenship, so he's still running under the Kenyan flag. He's 28 years old now. Yeah. 160 flat. We know what he's done on the track. You know, We know his raw talent. Yeah. This what do you think that's going to translate to a marathon debut? So he'd run one in 2021, 61-31. Now he's running 60 flat. Well, it's the Valencia factor, though, too. I think Valencia, you just chop off a minute of your time like right there. But, you okay, do, um, I'm not going to go run 60 flat Valencia. No, but you can run a minute faster than you did anywhere else. You could probably dunk in could Valencia. I, could I dunk in yeah, Valencia? I think the roads are made of something springy <laughs> in right. Valencia. So That's it actually true. would be perfect for your dunking. You're asking me what's he going to do in the marathon? Yeah. I have no idea. I, I mean, mean just, I, don't, I don't think a 60-13 just automatically guarantees marathon 
success in the in the way we used to think about it would. Yeah, but it's sixty thirteen on top of his his raw talent of what he's done in the ten k and the five k. But that's a while ago now, huh? I don't think that. I mean, what's Man, what's Mance? Or let's just use Mance as a as a placeholder. I mean, he ran twenty seven fifty three in twenty twenty. Oh yeah, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's going to run two fifteen. Yeah, but to be relevant, what's he going to need to run? Well, it's to be relevant. Okay, he's not going to be relevant in the Kenyan trials. Yeah, but he could be relevant to like American fans of. I mean, so Connor Mance is relevant. He's running two oh seven. Yeah, so, so Mance has only run sixty one forty. I guess that's a two minutes. Yeah, yeah, but that's not. It's not like, so but he hasn't. It's a half, so that's two minutes. So that's four <laughs> minutes. He ran two oh seven. It's two oh seven minus four. This guy's running two oh three. It's that would. Well, but that's what he would need to do right now, right? To to be to be a player. What was the? I think I think Edward Chesrack is two of five right now. We but with Ches, we always get back to the question of one of the questions with him is what what event is he? Even in NCAA, you wondered that. Yeah, because he broke the collegiate mile record, and then he'd go in the ten k, ten k, and then he would go run and dominate cross country. You just never knew. Okay, he's he's. Graded everything in the NCAA, and since it's the NCAA, you have he had a little bit more margin for error. But then, since he's become a pro, it's some stuff's on the road. He had that awesome indoor season. Yep. One year, you never knew what direction he's going. I think the marathon would be an interesting proposition, but I would say right now he's more likely to be better at the half than the full. And you see already how many guys are, you know, two minutes ahead of him. Yeah. But if you're just saying, hey, where can he have a solid career at? And if you run two oh six, you're gonna have a like you're, you're, you're still an incredible – yeah, you're you're at the front of the pack there. But the problem is, yeah, if you're trying to make the Kenyan team, it's not going to cut it. Yeah, but, you know, if he goes out there and his debut is a 205.50. Oh, of course, yeah. We're going to think, like, what can he do when he, when he gets, like, two to three more marathons underneath his belt? There may be a chance by, like, you know, his age 32 – he could have a you know a career race at one moment you know and finish in the top 3 at a major so well just to give you perspective so flanagan ran 61 flat in this race so chez was 45 seconds 47 seconds ahead of ben flanagan ben Fl- flanagan and what's ben flanagan's pb in the marathon uh has he run one yet I like how I use Flanagan as a way to like. It's not that good. Well, he's 27 years old. No, it's, I'm not doing that. I like. I'm big. Ben, ben, ben uh, that's what it felt like you were doing. No, 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 no. Okay, no. okay. No, okay. no, no. I wasn't doing that. I'm just saying, he's a former NCAA champion. He's 27 years old. So like, he didn't win as many titles as Chaz. I'm not saying that, but the age age is the same. And he hasn't run a yeah. He hasn't run a full marathon. I don't think that was his debut. That was his debut half. No, it was the second half. No, Flanagan's. No, he's run two halves. I'm not seeing the other one. January 16th, oh, Houston half. My apologies. 61.38. ahead of me. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I'm just giving you a range of numbers and performances so you can figure out where they slot in. I just think Chez is going to be on the speed side of things right now because he's coming from the five and the ten. Yeah. So, you know, running 61 is or running 60.13 is obviously solid, but there's just so much that can happen in the other half of the race. So I, I want to see it. 100% want to see it, but. If he's running, if his intention right now is making a team, where's the easiest path? I don't think his intention. I think he's running out of that intention. Yeah. I think 
he needs to make his new intention to be winning a major. Well, if your goal is to win a major marathon, then you should run marathons. Because running the 5K and 10K will No, I mean, he's 28. You... He's going to start. He's running a half marathon. Well, I know, but if that answers the question. Because if your goal is to win major marathons, you probably shouldn't be running on the track. Maybe he'll debut at Boston. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, it'd be an anticipated debut. The other issue here, I don't want to... I know he's your guy. I don't want to throw cold water on it. But, like, he is 28, right? Yeah. This is a late... This is a more traditional move to the marathon as yeah. opposed to a a earlier getting ahead of it a bit move which all right i'm glad you i'm glad you picked that up though it's good always good to talk about Chez. hope he's doing well um all right doping news here we go first one from this morning uh natalia before we get into that oh can we read some from the chat oh yeah the baseball thing R- read the baseball thing there's a baseball thing yeah here we go uh ac says herb washington in 1974, Washington was tapped by Oakland A's owner Charlie Finley to become the team's designated runner. So there's a there's history here of a track guy running. What's Herb Washington's PBs? Herb, uh, let's pull up Herb Washington's PBs if you can, Colt. Let's see. He's on Wikipedia as a Herbert Washington. Oh, come on. What are the PBs? Uh, 10 1 hand time, 10 4 8 into a negative. It wasn't that fast. Well, no, in 1972, it says he tied the hand time world record in the 55.0. 60 yard dash outright record. F- I mean, yeah. missed the 70s. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he, he was, his, Washington said his biggest appointment had been not qualifying for the 72 Summer Olympics. I mean, he's he's a serious runner. Wasn't yeah, okay. it was, wasn't a guy who happened to to run yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. He was very very fast. So yeah, he won he won the NCAA's seven Big Ten titles, tied or broke the world record in the fifty or six yard dash several times. So we got some. Uh, so we have some history of this happening. Yeah, we also have commentators uh, talking back and forth to each other. Anthony Rock says Flowcheck sloppy. We keep changing the times of the podcast. We're not changing times. Twelve thirty Central. Yeah, one thirty Eastern. That's the time. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's our new time. This is our studio time. We used to be nine AM Central. That was our studio time when our studio was our house. Yeah. But now we're twelve thirty. And we change the time if it's gonna be after a big event like a Diamond League or World Championship. Yeah, but we have a while to go on there. And then we didn't have a Friday because Gordon was out of town and both my kids were sick. So life happens sometimes. Life happens. Yeah. Okay. Natalia Antuk, who previously was uh, already banned for doping and had her results scrubbed, found out this morning AIU released a statement that her results are now DQ'd from July 15, 2012 until June 29, 2013. And what you're thinking, all right, this is, this is old news. Like, what's the big deal? This person's already um, been popped, had results scrubbed. But what it means is we could have possibility of medals being reallocated from Summer Olympics. Antuk was a gold medalist in London that summer. Lashinda Demas, silver medalist. So theoretically, she would get upgraded. And fourth place finisher, Khalees Spencer of Jamaica, could get a medal. And Khalees Spencer was someone who's just like around for a very long time, always in the mix, but never had that big medal moment. So interesting repercussions here. Um, 
if these metals do get reallocated from Antuk. The reasoning behind it, they said um, there was new LIMS evidence, L-I-M-S, which is like the online system that tracks it's laboratory information system. So presuming they found some more information that indicated that she should have had her results DQ'd for those years as well. So unfortunate for those athletes that they had to wait this long. I'm sure they probably suspected something like this could happen because when your results from year before, year after DQ'd, oh, hey, you, you just started like cheating that one year. Most people are going to say, all right, it was probably a, a longer pattern, but I get it. You can't DQ somebody, toss them from competitions if you don't have evidence that they um, were guilty in that specific time period. But now apparently they do and they're going to move forward with it. Yeah, it's a, they sh we showed on the screen uh, Demas's uh, quote that she's going to not stop until she gets the gold medal. And uh, obviously the 400 hurdles is, has evolved dramatically since that 2012 yeah. Olympic uh, final. Uh, but it is, you know, it's bittersweet. It's good, right, that she's going to get the gold, but sucks that she doesn't get to get it in that moment, you know. Yeah. It, that's happened now many years. I remember seeing they were doing, like, award ceremonies during a few years ago. During Doha, during they Doha, did um, yeah. for Savanova. Yeah. So Alicia Montano was there. Yeah. Brenda Martinez was there. Like, they literally redid, like, some of the podiums and – and had those athletes come back, travel to Doha specifically to get the medals. And I think bittersweet would be the yeah. appropriate way to put it because I think people are like, all right, well, it's good they got it right. But there was also a lot of anger that it took that long. And then that moment was taken from them because you look at Demas's career. Yeah, it's like no guarantees, right? She gets the gold in Daegu in 2011. Then 2013, she gets bronze at the World Championship. 2015, um, that year, she doesn't make the team. And then 2016, she's you know she's had so many injuries. She runs one race and that's it. Is there a fine involved when you have to give up your medal? I know World Marathon majors were thinking about or are doing something like that. I don't think individually there is. I think it's more just you violated the the rules of the game. Got to. Do you give have it back. to mail them the medal back? Got to give it back. Yeah. What happens if you don't? I don't know. Do they like I mean, send? you're. you're, you're I mean, I guess you could just hide forever. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly the, the word. I mean, they could just give her another gold medal, I think. I think that's what they do. Don't, just don't worry about it. But I, I do think it's supposed to be uh, – when they say reallocated, to me, it means they're supposed to take the medal from them. But I don't know if they're going to really <laughs> spend a lot of time and energy and money doing that. But. If they do not get the medal back and they have to remake it, right, do you think it's hard to make an old 2012 medal? No, I'm sure someone has a print somewhere, right? Save it to your desktop. Do you think they backed probably, it up like, on an external hard drive? Do you drive? think they have like every metal oh, yeah. form factor, like backup plans? Like how many backup medals do they have for like the 2013 well, maybe Moscow a, World Champion? Maybe not a backup, but maybe they like borrow one and then someone – you can make a molding off of that one, right? I don't know. I'm out of my depth here. Colt, you know more about this stuff. <laughs> what is Colt? Colt used to be a roofer. Uh, Yeah. I definitely know how they make medals. Uh, I think they probably just save it to their desktop and then they can pull the file up. But what if like their computer printers now? But man. what if like the computer like file is like gone? Like you know yeah. people, are, do you remember the things you saved to your desktop in 2012? Yeah. No, no. But I just know that people can, you know, reverse engineer. Yeah, they can do fantastic things. Right. Technology, man. Especially uh, people know how like 
engineering and stuff works. It's just, it's incredible stuff. But Fair anyway, enough. yeah. Uh, so happy they're going to get it right, but it's been, it's been, uh, obviously a long, long, long time. And I, I want to read more about the story. I want to know exactly what happened, like what the new evidence was. Cause that's interesting to me too, that, that they got more evidence. The other story I wanted to talk about was Maris Kipsirum, um, of Kenya who has won some, some big city marathons, not major marathons, but some big city marathons. He got, uh, busted for EPO and he was one of the pacers in the Ineos 159 group as well too. There's just been like a run on Kenyan positives. We talked about Kipioki a couple weeks back, Boston Marathon champion. And that was a year that it took, right? She tested positive in fall of 2021. And then we just got word of, of the provisional suspension. I wanted to bring up Kip Serum's case because it's completely the opposite in terms of timeline. And I just think it's interesting because people always say, why does it take so long? Why does it take so long? When you read this document, you can see how quickly it could go. And you can also see why it gets extended a little longer. So let's throw this PDF up here. So um, it says on September 22nd, AIU notifies him that he has a positive test, right? Then on that next bullet point, or bullet point number 10, it says on September 23rd, he denies that he doped. So a day later, he denies. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Then five days later, September 28th, the athlete, Kip Serum, returns a dated but unsigned admission of anti-doping rule violation and acceptance of consequences form, which is the clearest named form I've ever seen, right? Like you fill up stuff out at the DMV and you're like, wait, what is this? Like, this doesn't match up. Like, that's very clear what it is. I accept guilt. I was wrong. So he denies it. Yeah, it's the AAD. R V A C F form. Yeah. But it's just very clearly spelled out like admission of guilt form. Like yeah. you cannot be confused, right? If that's, if that's the name of the form. So that was five days previous. Though, but he didn't sign it. Didn't sign it. Just turned it back in. I don't know if that was intentional or not. So then fast forward just a few days later, October 4th, AIU interviews him. What happens? Athlete maintained his denial of doping and that he had no explanation for how the EPO had been detected in the sample. Again, wasn't me. Right. So then we, so initially denies it, then turns in a form that's unsigned that says he admits to it, then says it wasn't me. Then seven days later, October 11th, remember this whole thing started on September 22nd. By October 11th, athlete writes to AIU stating that due to technical difficulty, he was unable to return the admission of anti-doping rule violations and acceptance of consequences form properly signed. The athlete expressly confirmed in writing that he admitted the anti-doping rule violation and accepted the consequences. So he denied it twice. And then eventually admitted to it. This is classic. He doesn't know how to use DocuSign. But then why does he say in an interview that he didn't do it? Because he, he's like, you know, you don't want to say you did it. No, I think he didn't know fully the consequences or like the evidence. And then it does get knocked down from four years to three years. Oh, if you say you did it? Partially because of it. And, but look at this. September 22nd, he gets notified of the test. And by October 11th, it's a wrap. And then by... We found out of this last Friday. So we found out about it less than a month from when he was notified that there was a positive test. And I'm guessing the positive test was probably, you know, probably late summer at some point. So boom, boom, boom. I think the September 28th when he returned a dated but unsigned admission. That's definitely the classic, like, he doesn't own, like, a fax machine or he, like, Who owns his a fax phone, Like, you know, like, when you're getting like a house rent you have to like sign papers and take a picture of the paper yeah and, yeah you know or get a notary notary it's all complicated if you're a notary shout out yeah it's just that's what he was dealing with 
Yeah, he just but- didn't know how to like. He was probably dealing with his mortgage and didn't know how to figure out his AIU denying doping. But then, paper. what what do you attribute October fourth when he says he maintained his denials? He had no explanation for how the EPO had been detected. In his I mean, system it could be a it could be a internet connection. Like it it dropped out when they said something, and he thought he was denying mm. something different than what they were asking him. Okay, man, you're you'd be a good lawyer. You've come yeah. up with a there lot. There could of, be a lot of reasons for all these. But isn't it interesting? I just think the timeline is interesting because. You could see – imagine if he fought every step of the way on all this stuff. Like it took – yes, this went fast. But it still took almost a month. It took a while and then the whole, oh, I turned in the form but didn't sign it. So then they got to be like, okay, now what do we do with this? Okay, we got to set up an interview with him. Yeah, because uh, you think like, oh, I didn't – you know, jury duty, right? Yeah. Oh, it got lost in the mail. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like you can be like uh, – you guys never – you want you have to literally physically hand them like and get them on – yeah. They can't, are they going to fly to wherever he is? No, no. Exactly. That's, that's, that's my point. But then yeah. imagine if he introduced evidence that said he wasn't guilty and the back and forth with that. Oh, do you have evidence that this drug was in your system for whatever yeah. reason? Or do you have evidence that you were in this place when you said you were in it? And then it just goes on and on and on and on. You can see why it totally would drag out for a year. I understand why people are annoyed and frustrated by it, especially the athletes competing. Um, against these athletes, they like they want to know quickly, but it also just like it's just going to take time, especially when not everybody's in the same place. So, yeah, a lot of positives there. We'll see what happens, and for different stuff too. This is EPO. That other one was Triamcelone, which is like lesser known, but and obviously carrying a a shorter penalty, presumably. This is this is just old school EPO, which even you and I are familiar with that. I, I'll be honest, I don't know what EPO stands for. Do you? Yeah. What does it stand for? Well, like erythropoietin, right? It's the name of the drug. Well, say it. Erythropoietin. Isn't that how you pronounce it? Erythropoietin? No, that's no. not it, Colt. It's Colt. Colt. Provider Organization? Colt, Colt, can you just get, can you just uh, Google it to yourself and get, like, go into YouTube and say how to pronounce it and see if I'm saying it correctly? The O, so the P and the O are from the it's same right. word? It's all one word. It's all one word? Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're just trying to help us out. Colt, Colt's going to help us out here. Colt will get a... That and his... How to build a medal for 2012. I just thought Colt would be like, listen, I did some... Like, I was a blacksmith in a previous yeah. life. Or I went... I, metallurgy is a passion of mine. If you could have, like, a random job that you could just, like, call back to, be like, yeah, when I was, like, from 22 to 23, I did this really random job that yeah. you can always, like, brag about. Well, that would be? be... I mean, that would be pretty cool. Blacksmith would be cool. Yeah. Being a blacksmith. I guess not from this. Like, or like a era. horse trainer. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Would that be useful? I don't know. Just train horses. Cole, do we have an answer? Okay. I, it, this is very hard to say. Um, erythropoietin. I think it's erythropoietin. Oh, erythropoietin. So I, I said erythropoietin. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't even know. I think, don't, don't quote me on that. Oh, uh, you already did. You're literally quote, being quoted live, live. on in real time. Hey, you, you kind of put me over the fire here, guys. I don't, I don't know. Can't put two. <laughs> we can hear Colt now. This is the downside of us being able to hear you, Colt. Yeah. We want you involved in the show. All right, let's take a moment. Let's check in on what's going on uh, with professional track athletes. This is a great segment. Great segment. Today we're looking at the men's 400-meter hurdles. So I checked in the big three. All right. What are they up to? Benjamin, Warholm, and Dos Santos. First up from Ryan Benjamin. To my fellow athletes, particular distance, do y'all just get together and mob on long stretches of roads in the middle of nowhere? Seems lit. Invite sometime? 
And then he responded later on in the thread. What he was what he was referring to was like Emily Enfield like was posting like videos of her going like a long run with like a group. Yeah. And I think it's kind of cool that that's how he likes that vibe. Like just yeah. And to you and I, it taking seems, over the streets. To you and I, it seems normal. Yeah. I've done a lot of long runs. You filmed a lot of long runs. Like we, <laughs> as a joke. Whoa, man! <laughs> I ran. At my time when I was 21. But it's interesting to see how he described it there. Yeah, because sprinters are all individual. They have their own lane. They don't run in masses. Yeah. They might run in masses around the track once when coaches run a lap. but And it is kind of out in the middle of nowhere, too, yeah. a lot of times for the good long runs. Well, let me tell you, right? nothing that crazy happens in these long runs. We like to pretend like they're adventurous, but they're really not. Well, he's just saying it's cool that you go out to a random spot by yourself I, in a group and like take over a road. Yeah. I will say this. In high school, we used to have this thing called fun runs, mm -hmm. which we would just pick up like when it's a day that coach said go run and we we're like, oh, we don't want to run. Mm -hmm. So we called a fun run and we would just run to a place and do an activity that yeah. lasted like 30 minutes, then run back. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, it looked like we were gone for an hour. Yeah. We really, we ran for 30 minutes. I thought you said you had done a long run before. No, this is called fun run. So okay. we, would go, we would run to, like, a creek and go on a rope swing. Yeah, yeah. And do that for, like, 30 minutes and then come back. And then come back, yeah, yeah. Or, like, we would go run to, like, an abandoned warehouse and try to, like, find something. Like, try to scare ourselves because it was, like, at nighttime. And then we'd run back. Okay, so what's the long run? I'm assuming one you filmed, not one you've done. But okay. what's the long run that you filmed throughout all your years that would like blow Rye Benjamin's mind the most? Long run that. I mean, there's like just visually, like when we were filming the long runs for NAU, running with the boys, watch it on flowtrack.com. Uh, when they're, I forget the name of the hill, but they were running up like, there were like 10,000, this is like beautiful mountains of Flagstaff, and you're just looking out and you're like, yeah. this is an incredible view. Uh, stuff like that was probably. The coolest thing where you just there's no cell phone reception you're just yeah. all you can hear is the breathing of the athletes and just the views and you just you're just one with nature it's pretty cool so i would say uh yeah oh there's a clip there's a wait, wait for it we almost saw it we almost saw it. there right there look at that they show that show a screenshot like this is one like this is like they're like ten thousand feet right now yeah yeah and they're just running. Chilling. Yeah, it's trail and not maybe it's a fire access road. Is that what it is? No, that's not fire access. It's, it's something like it's a mountain. They're running up a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was wild. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, long runs are cool. I mean, people know it is interesting though that we should maybe bring a sprinter. You know, like take your daughter to work day. Mm -hmm. We should have to take a sprinter on a long run day. Well, it's funny. All the comments is uh, everybody invited him to go for a run. <laughs> He's not going to have any trouble finding a long run group. Yeah. I don't think. All it took was one tweet and he is there. I think there should be one practice a year where coach, track you switch. coach switches everyone mm -hmm. and makes, but you switch half and half. So, because you don't want to have a bunch of sprinters go on a long run. Yeah. Because they won't know what to do with themselves. You have like half and yeah, half. They, I mean, they'll run. It's not that. You need chaperones. You need difficult. like, it's like the. The juniors and seniors take the freshman and sophomore sprinters. Switch them around, yeah. And, and vice well, versa. It is interesting because if you're talking about just a track team, you can see pretty much everything the shorter distance athletes are doing. Yeah. Whether or not it's in the weight room or on the track. Early season stuff, they might go do some hills. Getting and a tan like on the high jump pit. That's what I always saw. Well, <laughs> but they're out there forever. Yeah. Right? 
and then the distance runners just kind of disappear, or maybe you don't even see them. Yeah, because they practiced in the morning and they got in the team van and drove yep. an hour out of town. You you never see it, but with the sprint groups, like everything is like right there. Yep. It'd be like if the basketball team had two parts to it, and one of them practiced on the basketball court, and then the other group like went into the middle of the woods and shot three pointers or something. <laughs> like it doesn't make it's kind of weird if you think about it. They're on the same team. Yeah. But one would have no idea what the other one is doing. And even the throwers and the jumpers, like how often are they off site? Like very rarely are they off site. They're always on. And then how often are the distance runners on site? Not that much. Right? You get your track workout maybe another day or two on there, but at least half the time, right? Wouldn't you say you're kind of feels like it's like position groups in football almost, where like, I don't know, like the throwers in my high school track and field team basically was like the wide receivers, they'd go do their own thing and you wouldn't yeah. even see them for most of the practice. Yeah, except they, the distance runners go way out on top of a mountain, right? It's like, hey, the kicker, where'd he go? <laughs> He's at 15,000 feet. <laughs> Just booting the ball. You'll see him, you know, on game day. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, that's Ryan Benjamin. Next up, we got Carson Warholm who posted this on Instagram. He's ready for the season. He posted this on October 7th. It might as well be June 7th, looking at this video. Uh, someone in the comments, though, brought up a good point here. It says, I get anxiety every time you run by the doors. All I can think is someone's going to step out. So if you're not watching this, it's I think this is underneath. Is this the one that's in um, the main stadium in Oslo, where the Bislett games are? I think this might this track might be actually underneath the stadium is where he's working out. I like how they made sure that like the lane with the pillars in it is also like official lane it's width yeah so you don't go over your lane and run into a pillar yeah that is interesting i didn't even think about that um also the song that went along with it still dre like he's ready like warholm is he's in spring mode late spring early summer mode already i don't think he took the whole getting injured and not being 100 percent thing very well yeah fred curly respond with fire emojis i would love to see a carson warholm fred curly duo <laughs> Like, just a two-by something. I want to see Warholm and Curly hand off a baton. Yeah. Then finally, let's go to uh, Allison Dos Santos. Lots to choose from here. Your guy, Dos Santos. Um, a video of him doing some sort of <laughs> race. He's going to hand off the baton. Uh, that could have been bad. A lot of youngsters out there. Yeah, that's the reason I brought it up is my heart kind of sunk a bit when watching the start. Of course, we've had a lot of – I'm not going to go into all the injuries that we've seen, not just in track but in other sports. I mean, yeah, Wade Van Niekerk injured yeah. himself playing – was it rugby? Rugby, yeah, yeah and people in, in other sports have gotten hurt. And this is actually running, so it's not like he's moving laterally, but he slips off the line, and I just – I did not want to have a – is Allison Dos Santos Achilles recovered Does from he the day lose? he showed up to field day? He's going against another I, – because I think he tagged the guy on the tweet. That's another, like, pro athlete from, from Brazil. He's still he, lost. He's, I mean, he's running hey man. 50 meters. And he he runs. was undefeated in 2022, and then he gets a loss here. Yeah, professional here. athlete. Right here. Gets a loss to Biz Biz. Uh, but he does, like a, he does like a 180 turn and then comes back, hands it off to a kid. That would be fun if we in introduce 180 turns. We do that in marathoning sometimes. <laughs> Why not do that in track and field? You got to run out and do it. 180. Look, 180. Look at that. Look at that. That makes it even more difficult. Uh, looks like he starts to close up the gap. All you want to do is hand off even. Because you, you realize like you're, you want the kids to be excited, and they want the baton even. They also, don't want it behind her head. whoever put together this relay order 
Clearly not smart. They should have put DeSantis on anchor. You think match. you should have anchored? I don't know. Let's see who he was going with. All right, here's his squad. He went to like a little kid. He's yeah, like, yeah, come yeah. on, man. DeSantis or the seven-year-old? Um, also, go back to his, his main Twitter page, Colt, if you could. He posted asking people to vote for him for athlete of the year, and the picture that's accompanying it is just tremendous. If you keep going down, you'll see it. Um, right nope keep going keep going keep going you'll note it when you get to it it's an awesome picture keep there it is there it is <laughs> yeah so you can see the translation there uh they're asking him to to vote and then that's the picture that accompanies it for those of you wa listening not watching it's a very blurry selfie with his hand in front of his mouth and you can barely even tell it, it may not even be him <laughs> who knows does that, vote for him? does that inspire you to vote for that him? That does inspire me. He's, he's like one of us, and we all have those photos yeah. in our phone. <laughs> I have a lot of those photos, especially uh, from this past weekend. I voted for – I didn't vote. You didn't vote? Did we vote? Don't – Come oh, on, man. Don't, you vote by retweeting, right? Democracy dies in darkness, bro. That's true. Wow. Look at Washington Post Gordon over here. Uh, no, I'm Mondo, right? We already made the decision? I can't go back on it just because he had an awesome tweet. You voting for Mondo? I thought we were voting for the race walker. No, Mondo is versus Mondo and Kipchoge. That's true. I want to vote. Who would I want to? I want to vote for uh, Grant Fisher, or World Athlete of the Year. Yeah, I'm doubling down. How about how about Canadian-born American record athlete of the year? I like that one too. Okay, born in Calgary. Uh, do you want to talk about the New York City Marathon celebrity field just got released? Uh, let's. All right, let's. Or do, do you want to skip Let, that? I mean, you can do that or guess my PR. You can do both. It's up let's to just you. do guess my PR. All right. You don't want to talk no, about no. Well, look, the celebrity field. Tiki Barber. He's in it every year. Every single marathon. Same with uh, the Neve Shulman. Yeah, they all. It's the same people. Yeah. The problem is, how though, many times can you run the marathon and you stop being a celebrity? Well, no, you're I always going to be a celebrity. The question is, how many times you can run it where it stops being notable? And I'm just bummed because, like, I probably had some good jokes about these two like eight years ago when they ran it for the first time, and now I don't have them anymore. Like, I want like you don't have any new new stuff here. So the big the Kutcher's in it, Ashton Kutcher, and then. Ellie Kemper from The Office played Aaron on The Office. That's exciting. TJ Holmes. Is that is the he... orange meter hurdler, TJ Holmes? No, is that <laughs> Oh, it says co-host of ABC News is How okay, here's a here's a game that we're gonna play. How many of these people have you heard of? So we should have did that before I looked at them all. Let's try it next year. Put a pin in this. What do you mean? No, heard of. You can just look at them now. I haven't heard of Amy Roback. No, no but, I haven't heard of. No, it'd be fun to Claire guess. Claire Holt, haven't heard of. See, it'd be fun for me to guess what, of job what they, they do. Have. Yeah, yeah. Lauren Ridolph. I haven't uh, heard of it. Bachelorette. No, that's Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, Megan Duggan. Um, pro surfer. She's a New Jersey Devils director of player development. Wait, 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 wait. Also Olympic gold medalist. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I checked it. Pia Wurzbach. I'm looking at it right now. Miss 2015 Universe. Miss Universe. Ryan Briscoe, professional race car driver. Nope, nothing. I mean, the most famous person is Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Over under, what's the Ashton Kutcher over under? Ooh. Four hours? No, higher. He's how old's Ashton Kutcher now? I don't want to. Do put you him think up. he's punking us? <laughs> Ashton Kutcher is forty-four years old. Yeah. Over under four hours and forty minutes. Over. Really? Yeah. Unless someone can show me a Strava. Over. We could take the under. Yeah. It looks like he's in shape. You think so? Yeah. Maybe. He lost 12 oh. pounds training for the marathon. Is this current? Yeah. 2022. He's ready to go. 
Come on, man. You don't. You're doubting our boy Ashton Kutcher. Okay. Um, I'll go over. I'll still go over. I'm going under 440. Did has Ellie Kemper run a? I feel like we've also 12 pound weight loss is like. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, that just seems like. It's like all right. Half of that's like water weight. Yeah, good. For, I mean, I'm happy. <laughs> hey, it's seasonal. Health, it's seasonal, man. Healthy. So he, just, and... he skipped Thanksgiving dinner one year. And yeah. Now he's lost. Well, was he ever? I mean, I haven't been following his weight on a day to day basis. Was that a cause for concern for him at any point? No. I don't remember anything. He just looks like a, a normal, regular, super celebrity. Yeah. yeah. There's like a bunch of. I mean, he's probably fitter than. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, he's fitter good than the average. For, yeah, yeah he's, he's a dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a hundred of these guys at the park every Saturday. I mean, not. They don't like have the movie star vibe that Kutcher does. Anyway, Ellie Kemper, I think, is going to be good. I think she's going to be good. Who wins? Ellie Kemper, Ashton Kutcher? Kemper. Um, first of all, comedian. I feel like just comedians are going to be faster than. Well, does Kutcher count as a. He doesn't count as a comedian, right? No. Okay. Comedians should be faster. Um, Comedians are not fast. No, they're not. Comedians are so slow, man. Yeah, they but, they they eat junk food on the on the road. But I mean, they're performing in random hotel bars. Okay, I guess you're. Like right. Okay, let, let me let me rephrase. What I'm saying comedic. If I had to go comedic actors and actresses versus dramatic actors and actresses, so not just like stand up. I'm not including like stand up specific people, but people who are going to be like on camera and stuff like that. I would. I'll take comedians. Okay. Over. Dramatic. I'll take dramatic because I think what's his name, the guy who played Lincoln. Daniel Day Lewis. If he was, he put all the effort that well, he he's put a in, method actor. He's if he just... put all of his effort in, a tra- in training for uh, a role yeah. versus a marathon, yeah, I yeah. think he would actually run close to like two ten. So like they had him play Galen Rupp or something. Yeah, in if a he movie, played Galen Rupp, he'd be like running two oh six. Actually, that might be interesting. Who is like a no- like how fast did uh, what's his name get? Well, Billy Crudup when he played Pre. Yeah, apparently he could run in short increments. They, they wanted to be realistic, so they wanted him to run like Pre's 5K pace for you know 200 meters here or there. Yeah. So I think I read something that said he could run like a 30 second 200, and he could just because they do multiple takes too. So I think he got really good at running like 33 second 200s, which that's not easy to do for the average person. That's not that easy to do over and over and over again. I'm just looking forward to seeing the document the the movie about uh, Cindy McLaughlin played by. Played by Zendaya. You're really on the whole... Because Zendaya and Cindy McLaughlin are the same person. I don't think there's going to be a movie about her coming anytime soon, do you? I don't know. But I would watch it because Zendaya, it literally looks exactly and even sounds like Sydney. It is unreal. Check it out. Look, Google Zendaya, Sydney, and you'll be like, they are the same person. Rob on the chat. So they're not, but okay. Uh, Rob in the chat says, I'm 62 in New York City, targeting 325. He should be within my range by an hour. That, Rob, you're going to crush Ashton Kutcher out there, right? Take it to him. Beat all these celebs. Run, run with a Von Dutch hat and just like throw it at him. Remember he was wearing Von Dutch hats all the yeah, time? Yeah. Did he own stake in that Maybe. company? He made Charger hats look cool for like a good year. Yeah. Were you a big punk fan? <laughs> of course. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was fun. It was... <laughs> I, was a of, I was a fan of what's it, the other guy. He had another, there was another prank guy on MTV. Or WB. Mm. I can't remember. What was the show called? Uh, wait, hold Anthony Rock. Zendaya looks nothing like Sydney. Yeah. Okay, no, that's not true. Zendaya He's, Anthony's right. You're wrong. a spitting image of Sydney. No. You know. uh, I'm trying to think of the other name of the other prank show now that you're referring it to. It was like, uh, 
God dang it. Celebrity prank show. Oh, here we go. Celebrity top fastest celebrity is who? A biologist. Is that a celebrity from 1980? I guess that likes to show that in like the 80s, like biologists were celebrities. They're now it's, you know, Kardashians. Whoa. David Petraeus on their CIA director. <laughs> 250. Uh, Everyone's an athlete. Politician, Matthew Paris. That's kind of impressive. A politician running 232. Where's, yeah, go down to like, act, like actor or actress. This is probably an incomplete list, I'm guessing. Actor. Wow. Oh, wait, no, that's not the fastest. I don't know. Kevin Hart. What did Kevin Hart run? 405? I don't know. All I know is he was at the breaking two, and I was very confused why he was there. And it was... <laughs> All right. Let's get let's let's round this off. What are we what are we doing? Uh, nobody thinks that they look alike. By the way, it's not just me. No, dude. there's a sample size of at least two people. We're not doing it. We're moving on. Okay, here we go. Like Sydney. Here we go. Uh, I guess my PR. You ready? You ready? Yeah. All right. This one's from Bennett. This one's from Bennett College right. freshman. This happened high school senior year. So the PRs in mid March. Mid March. Thirty two hundred. 936, 1600, 431. 936, 431? Mm -hmm. What? Freshman year? No, that's his senior year of high school. Oh. In mid March. Okay. And then he so was like freshman in high school in 431. Yeah. After these two uh, good races, I had a string of average slash bad races. Last four workouts before nationals. You're going to guess what he ran at nationals. Ready? Yeah. Starting three weeks out and about two workouts a week. Got it. 465, five minutes rest, 1,250, seven minutes rest, and then a 460. So 400, 1K, 400. 65, 250, 60. Workout number two, 1,000 and 241, full recovery, 1,000, 242, and then a 458. Third workout. These last two will be more helpful. 466, 800, 213, 463, 600, 135, and a 458. Okay. You have to understand, you're just saying a lot of numbers really quickly. It's hard for this all this knowledge to get downloaded into my head really Last quickly. One. Last one. Well, you you need to be quicker. Last one. Four by 400 with 300 rest. Okay. Three minutes rest. Excuse me. Three this minutes This is what rest. I need. 62, 61, 64, 62. Ooh, that's 64. So remember, coming in in mid-March – 3,200 PR was 936 and 1,600 was 431. What was the rest of the 4x4? Four four? The 4x4 four four was 62, 61, 64, 62. Yeah, but what was his rest? Oh, three minutes. Okay, and what am I guessing? 3,200, 1,600. Uh, his... His uh, mile... Was four 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 twenty five. And it's two mile. It's two mile. Nine twenty. Four twenty five and nine twenty. Well, there's a twist. I'm gonna read the intro again to you. I'm a college freshman, but this happened in my high school senior year. I have lots of info, and I think it'd be cool to hear you try to guess what my time would have been at the end of the year. I got a stress fracture oh. during my race at nationals and ran around a six-minute mile. Still finished, though. So six minutes was the correct answer. You would have ran 425, bro. But 
Gordon thinks he would run 425. He added at the end, if it helps, my coach was having me target 420 pace, and I felt I could get in the 415 range. Yeah. I mean, I was being, yeah. So maybe, yeah. I hope at least he- sub 425. Yeah. I hope you're healthy now. Close to the 420. Why not? Hypothetical PR, 425. A Gordon Mack approved PR. Yes. That's did where you- you're going to run this year now. Did you like that I did that or no? I was, you got me there. Okay. So no matter what, I was right. Yeah, it was more just a uh, exercise because I didn't want to tell you that because I thought it would impact what you would say. Yeah, I would have. I wanted you to give your honest assessment of his potential. So now he knows what his coach thought and what, what? a running podcaster Self, thinks. <laughs> self-described expert. Yeah, self-described expert. Um, well, Dustin in the chat says maybe 420 and 9 flat 3200. Well, if you're running 420 in the 1600, 9 flat in the 32 is going to be tough. All right, that's 4.30 pace. Yeah. It's only slowing down by 10 seconds a mile. Submit more, guess my PRs, and internet coach to flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. I think we're going to leave it there unless you have anything else. Guys, I have oh. the EPO pronunciation. Oh, we got Breaking the EPO pronunciation. Here we go. Do you know it's correct, right. Holt, or you just, did you just Google one? No, so I, I this is from a doctor on YouTube. Yeah. So that's probably fine. I think they're probably, <laughs> you know, real. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to play it. Um, okay. okay, here we go. Put erythropoietin, then let's... You hear that? Yeah, do it one more time. Okay, one sec. Got to set it up. Hey, guys. Uh-oh. It's got to be... We're the tape. Uh, sorry, Colt. We're losing viewers. I don't think... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's talk about erythropoietin. I can't even say it again. Yeah, so here's the thing. I'm realizing now I've literally never heard someone say it out loud because everybody just says EPO. Yeah. I've only ever heard EPO. With HGH, you hear people say human growth hormone too. Maybe because it's just easy to say, but everybody says EPO. Yeah. No one's ever said it. So that's probably the first time I've ever actually heard it, and I've been reading about it for a while. Flowcheck podcast first. Look at that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you guys Wednesday, 1230 Central. Thanks to Colt for producing, Gordon for co-hosting. We'll talk to you guys next time. Like and subscribe. About erythropoietin, then let's...